Brittany Griner joins us on Sports Byline USA, WNBA center, who was a three-time All-American at Baylor and was named the AP Player of the Year and the Most Outstanding Player of the Final Four, where she won a national championship at Baylor, and she was the second NCAA basketball player to score 2,000 points and block 500 shots. Brittany, I know you grew up in Houston. Tell me a little bit about what life was like for you as a kid. Uh, well, just growing up, uh, definitely uh, ordered. Dad um, was a Marine, 68-69 uh, Vietnam, and then afterwards he was an officer for 30, 30-some years. So uh, it was very strict, <laughs> very orderly, and Mom stayed at home, took care of me. I probably worried her uh, half to death because I was just a super energetic and um, kind of a daredevil, kind of a child, always outdoors in the trees, on top of the roof, and just doing everything that would kind of make her lose all her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and what hair she did have, it probably was gray early, was it not? <laughs> oh, I definitely uh, made a lot of that hair go gray. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your size as you were growing up. I know kids can be very, very cruel, and you were tall as you were, you know, younger. How did you deal with the size of your body and height? Uh, well, I mean, I always loved being tall, honestly. Um, I didn't too much care for the size of my foot because um, once I was 10, I had a 10. And then when I turned 11, my shoe size went up to 11, and I went 12, and it kept going and going. And I was just like, oh, my God, my feet are just huge, and it's hard to find shoes. And then, of course, I'm trying to, like, fit in and wear all the cool clothes that everybody else was wearing. It was hard to find that for me. And uh, just getting picked on for my size and my feet and my voice. And just, um, you know, it was, it was kind of tough uh, just dealing with that and having nobody to talk to you, really. Where did it turn as far as kids maybe being more acceptable of you? Because I have found over the years in talking to athletes, they've run into those same sort of situations if they had early talent. But there was at some point everybody said, hey, this is somebody that's very special. Now, I know you were bullied for years and you said that you escaped through writing and playing basketball. So where was that moment that maybe it changed for you? Uh, once I started playing um uh, varsity, it was kind of like my ninth grade year, honestly, because, uh, well, I played volleyball and soccer first, and then I was really good at that. So it kind of started to change there once I kind of turned into, like, the athlete. And then when I started playing basketball and how I blocked shots and how I played and started dunking, then it kind of turned, I kind of turned into, like, oh, she's the tall athlete. She's just not, like, the tall, lanky, big-footed kid anymore. I turned into the oh, my gosh, she's so tall, so cool, oh, my God, her feet are so big, so cool, I want one of her shoes because she plays ball. And it it kind of changed, like, ninth grade high school. I know in your book, In My Skin, uh, you found refuge in sports. I love this quote from you. The more I improved as a player, the better I felt about the person I was becoming. It all just fed on itself. After fighting and struggling my way through middle school, I now had a new sense of purpose. Did that kind of lift a cloud off of your shoulders? Honestly, it did. Um, just playing ball, it kind of just gave me like um, an escape and just made me feel better um, and myself too. And just having everybody always coming out and supporting versus everybody, you know, taking on me when I was younger. 
When you uh, think about having picked uh, Baylor University, which is a religious-oriented school, uh, with your thoughts and the way uh, you feel about certain things, are you surprised yourself that you made that selection? Yeah, actually I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I picked the school, I definitely didn't pick for those reasons. Um, uh, I played on the AAU team, and uh, one of the coaches that started my AAU team was the assistant coach there um, at Baylor. and. One of the girls that I actually played with when I first started AAU ball was actually playing there as well. So I actually knew someone there, and then I knew the coach. Uh, well, I knew one of the assistant coach. And, you know, I took some visits there, and I liked the campus. And it was close to home, but it was far away where, like, if my parents wanted to come, they had to call and say, hey, we're on the way. <laughs> so they couldn't just pop up and knock on the door and say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> So uh, that's kind of how I chose it. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, wow, didn't know these things. I didn't know I could get kicked out for being gay. I didn't know some of the things that I know now. <laughs> well, tell me about the first time you met your coach, Kim Mulkey. Uh, first time I met Coach, um, I think, where was I? I think I saw her at a basketball tournament. And then um, I went at camp and actually got time to you know sit and talk because I went on the actual official visit and um, I mean I was young but you know I just liked how she coached um, she kind of was the same as my dad like order and strict so it was something I was used to I remember talking to her when you were just a freshman at Baylor, and I asked her about you, and she kind of was reserved in what she had to say because you were still developing as a ball player at that particular level. And I'm just wondering about the team around you because it wasn't just the development of Brittany Griner because you were a talent, but you also have to have players that know how to play with a uh, a big player and also a very talented player. That's an interesting scenario, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we kind of all just kind of learned together, honestly. And, um, you know, we all wanted to win. And I came in with five. It was five freshmen that came in. So it was five of us um, just kind of new to everything. So, I mean, we all just had to learn together. So that's, I think that's how we kind of built our chemistry. And we all kind of got a lot of PTs, too, um, as freshmen. So uh, it gave us a lot of experience. We made it to the Final Four. Uh, in San Antonio, and we lost to UConn uh, uh, in the semifinals. So, uh, I mean, for us to just have that experience as a, as just freshmen uh, kind of set the tone for, you know, what, what was to come. You came back, though, and in 2012, you win the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. What was the catalyst of that undefeated season for Baylor? Uh, I mean, we just – we didn't want to lose again. Uh, you know, we we lost um, our freshman season. We lost our sophomore uh, season. So, um, you know, that junior year, uh, we um, we just we were tired of it. And you know, we put in a lot of a lot of overtime, a lot of extra time. And I mean, win came and win came and win came, and then we were like, oh, we'll see how long we keep this winning streak going. You know, it started off with just winning at home. You know, always winning at home. And then snagged the big road games. And uh, then it got to, okay, well, let's go undefeated. Well, we have to go undefeated now because we're in tournament. So we can't lose at all because then we'll be done. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was just a crazy year, honestly. Uh, you know, the whole school was into it. The whole town was into it. Our professors were, were into it. Uh, I remember a lot of my friends uh, at Baylor were saying that 
they had basketball questions on like their midterms and on their finals, like <laughs> how many points did the Lady Bears score in you know this game for extra credit? It was just really, really cool uh, time. And then we had Baylor football that was going on, and our softball team was was excelling, and it was just a good time. I know uh, in making the decision to come out, um, you gave it a lot of thought, and I'm sure there were some some difficult moments in making that decision. Tell me about the evolution of, of coming out and admitting that you were gay. Well, I first came out to my mom, uh, <laughs> and I kind of told her, like, through the wall, honestly. I sat on the stairs, and she was in the bedroom, and I kind of just told her, I was like, you know what my school, what my high school is kind of known for, and she was like, I was like, the women's basketball team? She was like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm kind of one of them as well. And she was like, okay. And then I just came out and said it. I was like, mom, I'm gay. <laughs> she was like, okay. And I was like, oh, well, all right, good talk, mom. I'm going to go play Xbox now. All right, bye. <laughs> and, you know, she was cool with it. She, it was just it was just so nonchalant. Like, all right. And she was like, I still love you. And, you know, she was kind of involved then. Like, she would ask me, and she's like, oh, are you talking to her? Like, is that your girlfriend? And, you know, she want to meet them. And it was, it was really cool. And I came out to my sisters and my brother, and they were just like, okay, well, we knew. We were kind of waiting on you to tell us. And I was like, oh, well, thanks, guys. That made it really easy. Uh, my dad, uh, not so much in the beginning. We uh, kind of butted heads a little bit in the beginning. But now, I mean, we're, we're great. You know, uh, you know, he even asked now, you know, who am I talking to and, uh, everything like that. So it, it was easy with my family, honestly. And then, I mean, my friends, my first uh, first day of high school, I came dressed like, like a, basically like a guy. And I didn't really dress totally like a guy before, but I was just like, all right, it's ninth grade, it's high school, I'm dressed how I want to dress. And everybody was like, oh, okay. Well, we were waiting, so it wasn't too bad, honestly. Uh, once I got out of college, um, I knew I wanted to come out like publicly to the world. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to be like a guess or speculations or anything like that. I just wanted everybody to know, like, yes, I am gay, I am lesbian, and that's it. Jennifer Razy, uh, who I've known for a long time and was my broadcasting partner for the ABL games on television, uh, recently came out, of course, uh, as being gay, and she's the head coach at the University of San Francisco, and she said uh, that this was something that just allowed her to breathe more comfortably, but the most important thing is that she could look in the mirror and be happy with what she saw because she had been so honest. Did you come away with that same sense? Definitely. Uh, I mean, you, you feel like it's weight lifted off your shoulders. You're able to look at yourself and and not feel like you're lying to yourself. Um, it feels like you're kind of living a double life, like, you hide in front of some people and then you don't in front of others and it just gets tiring. I mean, once you, you finally come out, it's just, you know, it, it's just weight, weight off your shoulders. Have you found that times have changed, uh, say, over the last 5, 10, 15 years about just accepting people, players as they actually are, that nobody really cares what the label is, whether it's a black manager in baseball, whether it's a gay player in basketball, whether it's a woman who's gay or anything. Have we changed? Have we become more enlightened? Have you noticed anything since you have to live it, Brittany? It's gotten better. It definitely has, uh, especially now like with the younger generation. It's especially uh, just, it's easier. It's, it's just like, okay, you're a human. It's like, it doesn't 
matter if you're bi, straight, gay, transgender, um, transsexual. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just you are who you are. And that's what I really love so much, especially about this younger generation that's coming along now. Um, you can be who you are. It doesn't matter. And, you know, in sports, it's, starting, it's definitely getting better as well. You have coaches that are coming out. You have uh, professors that are coming out. And um, it's just it's becoming easier with more people to do it. Um, more people, especially, you know, in the, the spotlight coming out, it definitely makes it easier. Let me talk to you a little basketball, and that is that when you're tall and you have the ability to block shots and, and also dunk the basketball, there's expectations that go along with size, I think. And I'm just wondering, now that you're into the professional ranks playing professional basketball, what do you see the expectations of somebody like you? Oh, they definitely expect you to dominate. They expect you to get every board, block every shot. <laughs> And I mean, and I expect that on myself as well. But sometimes I feel like on um, big players, they they put too much too soon, and it can be overwhelming at times. But um, you know, it's just you gotta think of it. You know, whoever's giving you those high expectations is because they they think you can do it. They know you can do it, and they want you to be great. So that's kind of how I look at it. Also, when you take a look uh, beyond basketball and think about what your life might be like or what you want it to be, Brittany, uh, what have you thought about? Beyond basketball, I haven't even thought that far, honestly, about beyond basketball. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, as far as basketball, I just kind of want to be known as just that that player you don't want to see in the paint, honestly. Um, I just want to be known as one of the great defensive players uh, outside of basketball, I, I mean, I would love to be more than just a basketball player. I'd love to be known as somebody that, you know, helped out in the, the LGBT community and helped others, you know, be more comfortable with, them, with themselves. So uh, just something greater. But I'm still a little young, so I haven't really thought that far. <laughs> Brittany, I want to thank you for your time, for your candidness, and also for being an example, not only in basketball, that goes with the talent, but also outside of basketball as well. And I want to urge people to check out the book, In My Skin, because you talk an awful lot about the bullying aspect and what parents should be looking for and what they should do. Thank you very much, Brittany, for joining us on Sports Byline. Thank you so much. Brittany Griner with us, again, WNBA Center, who was a three-time All-American at Baylor, was named the AP Player of the Year and Most Outstanding Player of the Final Four, and she was the second NCAA basketball player to score 2,000 points and 500 shots. We continue across the country and around the world. We've got you on America's sports talk show, Sports Byline.